Welcome to the Mindful You Podcast. I'm the host, Alan Carroll, and I want to thank you for being here as we continue our journey down the various paths of mindfulness in order for us to learn what other mindfulness practitioners are doing in order to strengthen our abilities to be present, grounded, and mindful in every moment of now. Today's guest, Denise Balil, she has over 40 years of experience as being immersed in all areas of health and wellness. She's been practicing mindfulness and meditation since she was a teenager. So she has lots of experiences, lots of information, lots of ways of expressing what mindfulness means and what you and I can do to build our mindfulness muscles. So I'd like to welcome Denise to the Mindful You podcast. Welcome. Well, this is Mindful You, Denise, and Mindful You podcast is focused on various people, who have various paths that they have been walking on and working on themselves in order to ultimately reduce the, I'll call it suffering, psychological suffering, uh, the dissatisfaction that people have with the way things are. Um, and it usually starts with you know, your own dissatisfaction with the way things are with you, which causes you to start to study that that issue. And then once you've learned, you can help other people move along. And, and I imagine that that's part of what what your background and your story is. You just described my path. <laughs> well, let me let you describe it from from your point of view. So Absolutely. my audience has an idea of, of, of where you come from and where your experiences lie. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And thank you for having me on your podcast. And what I found in life was that I had a lot of dissatisfaction. I felt rejected in my life. I felt that I couldn't connect with people. I felt disconnected. It's a learning pattern that I learned as a kid that, you know, people don't like you. People don't want to be around you. And then I carried that forward in life until about 25, 28 years ago, I discovered emotional intelligence and that helped me really understand better my emotion, how I dealt with it, and how I could understand other people's emotion too. And and over time, I changed myself. Like you, you said, right? Like the work starts inside. And then instead of pointing fingers at people, I was pointing finger at me. How can I change in order to appreciate my life? How can I change in order to appreciate the people around me better? And when you appreciate people, they appreciate you back. And the last couple of years, I discover positive intelligence and positive intelligence. It's, um, it's sort of a force feel for your emotion. Positive intelligence allow me to, to really have, um, 
better control over the emotion. So instead of emotional intelligence, you have the emotion and then you recognize them and all that. But positive intelligence give you tools to, you see the emotion coming, you see the saboteurs coming in your face. And then you say, no, you know what? I don't want to go that path. I don't want to get upset. I don't want to, to, to be angry about a situation that happened five years ago. I'm done with that. I want to move on. What's the gift? What can I move forward and learn from that? And that changed my life tremendously from 28 years ago with emotional intelligence, but then with positive intelligence, it gave me sort of an armor that protect me even more through a negative emotion. I like the idea of being able to see something happening in front of you and being able to make a choice about what direction you want to take. Mm-hmm. Most people don't have a choice. It, 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 the event occurs and there's the reaction to the event. There's my judgment. Yeah. Right, wrong, good, bad. It's an immediate thing. And you're saying that it's possible to hold back the judgment and sort of analyze it a little bit and mm-hmm. then make a more conscious decision about what would be the best course of action for, for your well-being. Yeah. Uh, not just in there for their well-being, but for your own well-being. Yeah. Because sometime when I get in front of a, a, re- a future reaction, if we put it this way, if you have that buffer in between, and sometimes I say, yeah, I want to, I want to be upset for that. Like I want, like if somebody is mistreating me and all that, well, I need to forcefully engage, right? Like if I'm being abused or or mistreated, it's like, hey, that's enough, you know, and show that you're upset. If you just were around, ah, that's okay, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like it's not always good, but you make a choice. You make a conscious choice to move in that direction and to actually make a, a difference in your life and also in the life of others in, in how you want to react. And that enhances your relationship once you decide to to be in charge of what's going on inside of you. That's very sweet. That's very sweet. I teach the Course of Miracles. And in the Course of Miracles, they talk a lot about uh, everything as a projection mm-hmm. of the world that you see as a projection of, of, of what you think inside your head. Mm-hmm. If you want to change the world, change the thoughts inside your head and immediately the world outside will change. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's totally and, true. And, and what you describe uh, is the, is the awareness and the consciousness, the, the light uh, that is required to wake up and, and say, wait a minute, my normal reaction would be this. I can mm-hmm. feel the energy in my body. I can feel the thoughts that I would speak. And I'm going to distance myself from it. Different. And you, yeah. do, you talked about armor. I mean, to yeah. protect yourself. Yeah. Right. And, and I love what you've said about um, our thoughts are actually, we can choose our thoughts. Because in our society, it's so easy to go towards the negative. It's so easy to complain. It's so easy to to watch the news and then worrying all night about the status of the world. But then if you decide to turn off the news, if you decide to have positive thought, if you decide to be more loving and more understanding towards yourself and towards others, 
you're not only going to change your own life, but you're going to change the life of the people around you. And when you change the life of the people around you, they will change the life of the people around them. And that's exponential. That's how we can change a planet. That's how we can create a better world for everyone. Wonderful. And part of the changing of the life of the people around you um, is to realize that it starts inside. Mm-hmm. That what is the price you pay to hold on to your grievances, complaints, and guilts, even though you feel the ego feels like it's really right because they really did bad things to me. Yeah. Well, what's the price you pay to hold on to that grievance for 50 years? I mean, it's like, wow, that it has to be not good for your physical body. And a lot of time, the other people, they don't, they don't care, right? We, we hold a grievance. And the people that we hold a grief, let's say I'm upset with you and sure. I hold a grievance towards you. You live your life, you move on, but I keep that anger, that negative energy inside of me and it hurts me. It doesn't hurt you. You know, holding grievance other, towards other people. I'm sure you've heard that before. It's like taking a poison. It's like having a poison pill, taking it yourself and hoping that it would hurt you. Right. But in reality, we're the one that get hurts in those situations. I, I hear you, and, and the, the issue there is the ego doesn't give it, does, doesn't care. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the saying that uh, Eckhart Tolle uses is that the uh, the ego weeps for what is lost, and the spirit rejoices for what it's gained. Um, mm-hmm. And so the ego is going to lose something. It's going to lose the, the the grievance that I've held that that has defined me. I'm a victim, Denise. I've been, I've been a victim all my life and I'm going to die a victim and that's who I am. And, and, and for me to forgive you would mean I'd have to give up being a victim. Yeah. But I'm not going to give up being a victim because that's who I am. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I I love that. And, and I, I had a, a wise man says once that it's better to be kind than to be right. So it's okay to give up being right sometime in order to be kind to others. Oh, you, you, you've been, you've been on the path because those are, those are the words of wisdom that you, you learn those, those experiences and, and how to reframe the situation that you're looking at. Is there another way of looking at this issue other than the conditioned way that I've always believed it to be true? Mm -hmm. And, and, and that requires flexibility. And mm-hmm. most people are not very flexible. They, they, this is the way it is. This is the way I want it to be. And, uh, and, and so we have, the, we have the word flexibility. We also have the word vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And those are words that seem to come with the uh, surrender is another word that, that seems to pop up in the conversation yeah, that you're talking about. Go. Say it again. Letting, letting go. Talk about right. letting go. Like letting go is, for me, it's not to be so much attached to a result, for example, right? If you, if you in a path of creating something and things don't work out the way you have planned, it's like setting up your GPS, wanting to go from point A to point B, but then in the middle, there's a couple of accidents and your, your GPS say recalibrating. And then you have to go another direction. If you, if you just say, no, that's the road. I want to go that way, but you can't, right? So letting go is like allowing life to take you in different direction 
that it's unexpected, but in the end, you'll get to the same result. You follow your own GPS and you will get to that destination, but it's not to, to forcefully move forward in a direction that it's not open for you right now. So let go sometime of the idea that you have of where you have to go and let life take you in certain direction, but keep in mind your goal, keep in mind the destination and enjoy the path, right? That's why they say the enjoyment is not so much the goal, the destination, it's where you're going, but it's the path that you took to get there. So stay open to that. Enjoy all the events that occur on the path to get to the goal rather than I will only be happy when I get to the goal. Yeah, exactly. So think about when there, when you hit a hurdle or something that upsets you, say, just tell yourself, recalibrating, you know, <laughs> we're just changing route. That's okay. We're going to get there. Just recalibrating. Why do you think people have a challenge in letting go of where what they want to do when it gets just interrupted? I think it's the fear of missing out, the fear of, but that's not where I wanted to go. Like I, I, my road right now, my personal road is leading me in that direction, but that's where I need to go. But to trust, to trust the universe that, you know, wherever or whatever you believe, God or the infinite or whatever you believe in, but to trust that if, if your life is being sent in a direction, be thankful for that and look for that gift in that situation. Sometimes hardship brings you greatness in the end but you need to recognize that and to be thankful for the challenge that you have in your life and to stay the course and maybe the point b where you were planning to go in reality that things change and maybe you don't really want to go there in the end and you find point c that is so much better than point b and find you so much more happiness but if you focus and you're putting so much energy toward going to point b You'll be miserable. You'll, you'll try to break down the obstacles. You'll, you'll be negative. But if you just say, Hey, okay, I can't go that route. Okay. Let's go discover what's here and we'll see what the future tells. I, my goal is still to go there, but maybe you'll find something else that'll be like, wow, that's so much more beautiful than where I wanted to go. You bet. So be open for that. Be open for, uh, all the, the the joy that life can brings you too often we're so narrow-minded and so narrow focused right like no that's where i need to go i need to go in that direction and then we miss out everything else around us well talk to us about the work that you do in this area mm, thank you yeah work i i help people like my my tagline is to rock the second half of their life and shift from crisis to oasis and it's really to teach people exactly what I've said, right? To, to re- recalibrate your life, to really find ways to maybe the path you're going is hitting yourself, you know, on a hard path. And you think that that's where you need to go or, but in reality, maybe you need just to recalibrate and to change a little bit and to make some changes. Sometimes baby step changes can change tremendously. Because my theory is that if you change 1% every day in a hundred or get to your goal 1% every day in a hundred day, you should get there. Right. But 1% is not a lot. You say, well, that's, that's just, you know, it's like going to the gym, right? If you go to the gym once and you look in the mirror, it's like, there's no changes. It doesn't work. But if you do it 30 days, they say, oh, it's a little bit harder. 
You yeah. know, if you go a hundred days, it's like, oh, look at me. You know, why this all 90 day challenge, right? Like when people do a 90 day challenge for gym and stuff, it's because it's enough time. If you consider the 1%, it's like a hundred days. Like, hey, you see the difference. You reduce your weight. You, you bulk up a little bit and you're firmer and you're more solid in your feet. So that's the same thing with the mind. And I work with mindset. I help people build muscle in their brain, you know, neurological pathways that allow them to reconstruct their brain, but consciously, as opposed to go to the the negative pathway or the old habits that they have that make their life just just the way they are, you know, can't help it. That's just the way I am. (laughs) How, How could I create a new pathway in my mind? It's first to make a decision to make something different. And the way a pathway is being built in our mind is like, let's say you learn to drive a car, right? And you get into the car initially when you take driving lesson, if you took driving lesson, I did. Sure. So if, even before getting into the car, the, the instructor was saying, okay, go around the car, do the 12 point or 20 points inspection, you know, check the tire, <laughs> check the light, check the windshield washer, like do all the, the, the step to make sure the car's in good working condition. And then you get into the car, adjust your mirror, adjust your seat and, so these are things that initially you, you don't think about, right? Like you don't know. So you have to slow every time you get into the car and then you get on the road and it's like white knuckles, right? Like so nervous about put your flasher on to this. But now you've driven for like 30, 40 years. You don't have to think about that. And you, you, you put your flasher, you don't even think about it. Sometimes it's tick, tick, tick because you, you put it on, you didn't think about it and you forgot to take it off, right? But now for your life, it's the same thing. You need to slowly, one step at a time, repetition of where you want to go, reminding yourself that you want to go in that direction, that you want to make some changes in your life. And the more you rebuild a new positive neuron, the negative neuron, they're just going to disintegrate just like a muscle in a cast. The muscle that's not being used, like the neuron that are not being used, are just going to disintegrate and eventually that's not going to be your go-to. Your go-to will be what you've chosen to go, the positive outcome, the the mindset, the, you know, like I, I'm successful. I love my husband. I love my wife. I want to have a wonderful relationship as opposed to nagging and complaining and seeing all the negative things in your life, right? So it sounds as though you're able to recognize the thoughts that go down this path and the thoughts that go down the path I want to create newly. And you can see both thoughts. And if I switch my attention from the thoughts that have bothered me in the past and increase the thoughts that I have about what I want to see happening, it will take the life support off of the other thoughts I want to fade away and put life support into the thoughts that I want to move forward on. Is that exactly, close? exactly. And it took years to build that, that old neurons and, and it was unconscious. So when you put consciousness towards building a new pathways in your brain, 
it much faster because mm. then you, that's why they say creating an habit could be, they say 21 days, but in reality, it's more like 66, 70 days, you know, and we couldn't even extend that to a hundred for 1% a day. But, but after a hundred days, you should have a strong connection that leads you to where you want to go. And with positive intelligence, we work with the saboteurs and the saboteurs are once you start recognizing which are your saboteurs, then you're able to say, Oh, I'm, I'm in victim mode right now. I'm a victim of my life and I, I, I don't want to be a victim anymore. This is a victim reaction. So let's go into taking action and taking responsibility. So you analyze different ways of you, the way you act and react in your life. And then we put that armor in front of you that allows you to, to protect yourself from from the bombarded by all these negative emotion. And then you create a buffer that allows you to say, okay, I know I used to be upset for that. It used to be my identity, but I don't want to have that anymore. I want to change my identity. I want to change my personality and I want to not react to this anymore. So then you, you change. And a lot of time when we deal with other people, it's communication, just learn to have better communication with others that allows you to to really be an understanding of what's going on with you and especially if you have to deal with other people so they can because if you start changing what I was going to say is if you start changing they look at you and say what's going on with you you know why are you so nice all of a sudden right <laughs> and then people don't get it right so you need to to be in communication and sometimes show by example and just say, hey, I, I I just want us to feel better. I just want our relationship to do better. And sometimes you need the help of a coach. Sometimes you need the help of an outsider yeah. to come in and support you into that path because it's not easy. It's not it's not an easy path. But when you're, if somebody keep you accountable for every 7% that you do and you meet weekly and you say, okay, how 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 was your last week? You know, what progress have you done? And what have you worked on? What was difficult? How can you overcome these difficulties? And that's what a coach is there for, to lead you into making those changes. And this is the this is the work that, that you offer out into the world. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk like, a little bit what about what I mentioned earlier, right? Yeah. Talk about the, the like the name of your organization or how we can connect with you, how my audience can find yeah. out more about the work that you're doing, Denise. Of course, of course. Like I call my, my, my coaching like in motion coaching in motion because you have to be in motion in order to, to do, to go somewhere and to make some changes like that 1%. Even if you do little baby step, like that being in motion. And, and what I do is you can reach me. Like I'll give you some show notes that you can put in, like how people can yep. reach me and yep. having a Absolutely. downloadable. And one of my downloadable is get to know yourself better. And it's a four point system that you just fill up the information and do some introspection on you know who you are and how can you get to know yourself better. And, and I'm, I'm give you a link also. If you, if you feel like you, you would love to discover more, you can book a call with me and then we can sit for half an hour, 45 minutes and just talk about where you are, where you want to go and, um, and, and set up some goals for yourself so that you can start taking your 1% you know, the next day, as soon as we talk and make some changes for yourself. So if people wanted to book with you, uh, is there a website that they can go to, to book your time? Yeah. 
It's tiny, T-I-N-Y dot C-C forward slash talk with Denise. Perfect. Thank you for listening. And please catch us on the next great episode of the Mindful You podcast. And please share us with your friends and fellow travelers on the path.